Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Welcome to another episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine Saint Clair. I had quite a fun time with this next interview. So I think that everyone deserves a platform to talk on Crazy Train, at least my platform. And I think it's super important for people to always get their stories out there, regardless of you if you really want to hear it or not, because everyone always has their side to a story and whatever other narrative is out there from like, let's just say, oh, a group of people or one other person. And along the way, I met this really cool wrestler, actor, well, he's a really good actor, I should say, named Joe Ryan, Joey Ryan. And I know that he had a few bouts with certain things in wrestling, but the thing is, he was ever charged with anything, and now yet you have some, like, frizzy-haired daddy's boy, like, trying to cancel him, and people that have made, like, possibly false accusations. But I'm not trying to shame anyone, but at the same time, here's where I'm going. Has anyone ever seen the movie Hysteria with James Wood? It's a great movie. And it's about the McMartin preschool scandal that happened years ago. So at the end of the day, you don't always know, like, what the story is behind something. And at the end of the day, even if something is so small, like, let's say, perhaps, um, you know, something was said to someone and years have gone by and they've apologized, give it up. It's not like anyone got murdered, seriously. But with that said, Joey Ryan hopped on and we talked today about quite a few different things including a one-person show um wrestling acting his porn stash and you know just kind of the whole me too movement i think he might end up me tooing me i'm not sure anyway here he is thank you so much for joining me first of all i have to say i am in love with your porn stash it's more of a beard these days but yeah the stash comes and goes well, can you actually change a tire though? Because like so many guys today have beards and tattoos. They don't know how to change a freaking tire. I can change a tire. I'm not much of a car guy, but I can do that. <laughs> so you've got to tell me. I've watched it. Okay, so I was looking at some of your photos and I've seen your matches before. I have to say you're one of the few wrestlers I know that actually has a successful acting career. Did you by any chance go through the whole Second City concert, like the Second City thing, like a lot of other wrestlers did that I do know? Um, yeah, I, I did a I did an improv show a couple times. I did an improv show with Second City, um, but I didn't take classes there or anything like that. Okay, well, that's reasonable enough. And let me guess, you probably did the show um, Flying Chucks with Ryan Nemeth. Is that what you did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know. <laughs> I did that a couple of times too. It was kind of weird though, like seeing people who wrestle and throw each other around like right there on the stage and, and they're pretty good improvisers as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So they how has your well. luck been? You think what? I think they seem to do well. Yeah, they seem okay. They're, they're like, okay, guys. Um, 
What are your thoughts so far in the state of wrestling? I just have to ask, because I've just researched myself in this whole thing. What are yeah. your thoughts on it? To be honest, I don't I don't do, do see much wrestling anymore uh, these days since, you know, everything went down a few years ago. Uh, I have a couple people I keep in contact with. Um, but other than that, I don't I mean, I, I, I see some of the major stuff that happens. I don't really know a lot of the insider stuff anymore. Um, but I see a lot of the, the, the main stuff, the stuff that gets a lot of coverage. Yeah. I kind of like tuned out. I'm back with XPW and this is like the first time I've seen women do like death matches. I mean, these girls are hitting themselves with tubes or getting hit with light tubes. They're cutting themselves and getting cut by anything and everything out there. What are your thoughts on that style of wrestling, especially for girls? Um, I mean, I, I think anybody should be able to wrestle the style of wrestling that they want to wrestle. Um, I'm, you know, I, I don't think there should be gatekeepers or there should be like, you know, too many rules and, and regulations as far as the style of wrestling one wants to wrestle. And I think like wrestling is a pretty blank canvas that can be painted any way the artist wants to. And what actually made you decide to get out of, like, what made you decide to get into acting after all of this? Like, were you acting the whole time, like, trying to do things here and there? Did you actually yeah. do this anywhere? Yeah. I, you know, I've taken, I actually, because when I first started wrestling, I was painfully shy. Um, and, you know, I, I even my, my original trainer even had me in a gothic character gimmick because I was so, tr had so much trouble emoting in front of an audience um, and then, you know, I, I, at some point I was just like, you know, this isn't going to work if I, if I want to make this thing a full run of this thing. So I took acting classes to help me break out of my shell. Um, and then that's when I kind of, it was kind of this, this thing where like, I, 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 I realized that, you know, I could, I could play these characters and I, I didn't necessarily like the, the focus wasn't me. The focus was the character and I could step out of myself and play these characters, um, and I really fell in love with acting then. And, you know, I started doing it uh, on and off. You know, I still kept a busy wrestling schedule. Um, I did join uh, SAG in 2015. Um, so because I had done a few things, a few featured things. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been able to stay in the union since then and pick up acting bookings, um, you know, up, up till recently, up till today. Actually, I had one today, earlier today. Yeah, I know you're at a fitting. You told me that's so perfect. Yeah. So, actually you'd have been perfect when i worked on the deuce i felt as though i stepped back into the 1980s and i remember walking into the fitting that day and i walked by this huge room with like all these people right i'm like that can't be the fitting i have to go to then i see the wardrobe it's like these huge shades and like all those really cool outfits it would those are like all the um, extras and background i'm like wow they spent a lot of money on this did you ever work on the minks or audition for it because you'd be so perfect you have the right look um yeah i've worked on i've worked on minks uh, uh a couple times um which is that i don't think they've aired yet but um uh yeah i did a couple days on that uh, yeah you know a lot of time i feel like a lot of stuff now is period pieces um which plays well for you know the mustache or uh, you know, whatever other, you know, looks I have to give. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of it is too, with the period pieces, I feel like because, you know, like if you, if you watch, if you, if, if someone tries to film a, a, a police drama or a murder mystery, like 
technology is so advanced. Like no, one, like if they tried to base it in 2022 or 2023, uh, you know, it would be like forensic would be on it and it would take, you know, a minute, two minutes to capture whoever did it. Cause there'd be so much DNA evidence and all this stuff. So they kind of have to put stuff in, in periods to make mysteries and dramas because there, there wasn't that like police technology back then. So I feel like a, a lot of the, the period pieces are based because of the technology now hurts the story. Yeah, it really does. And there's so many things I kind of like, okay, so I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I have to say one thing I admire about him is he did all of his own motorcycle stunts in Top Gun and what else? A Mission Impossible. Yeah. And I ride motorcycles too. So I totally, I think that's amazing. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Have you ever done stunt work as well because of your wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Actually I did a episode of glow on Netflix um, where I, where I played a wrestler <laughs> um, uh, and uh, I did a episode of fuller house um, where, uh, you know, I did some stunt like wrestling stunts on there too. Um, so I picked up stunt work here and there, um, which is nice. Cause you know, I have that background in wrestling, you know, I mean, I, do, I don't get lit on fire or hit by cars, but I can do stage combat, you know? That's good. I mean, I, yeah, I, did, I remember, I thought I saw something about that with you being on glow. Where'd you take classes anyway? Did you go into like any kind of technique like Strasberg or Meisner or something? Did you just, there's so many classes in LA. It's ridiculous who has a class you don't know what like who's good who's not good yeah actually there's a Strasbourg class like down the street from where I live um that I go to and it's and it's you know I like it even if even if nothing comes of it I really just enjoy the the act of it the act of acting and the in the art of acting um so even if even if nothing major comes out of it I'm, I'm enjoying my time there and it's a fun thing like you just does anyone ever recognize you in class because that's like the weirdest thing if someone recognizes you from like somewhere sometimes uh i still get recognized quite a bit um just in and around in and around the hollywood area um there's a lot of wrestling fans out there um who know of know of my work and uh it's always interesting when when someone does and a lot sometimes sometimes they do and they don't want to say anything and then i kind of have to to piece it together and i was like i think this person recognizes me and then maybe i'll say something and they'll be like yes i didn't want to say anything but yeah i do um, just because of the way they're acting and the way they look, they keep looking at me or something. I'm like, oh, this person knows me from somewhere. Um, or maybe, you know, it's just someone I met a long time ago and I can't remember. So it's good that maybe talking to them will jog my memory. Yeah. That's like kind of embarrassing if you can't remember someone's name. I mean, you meet a million people as well, I'm sure. Yeah. So I was at a class at Upright Citizens Brigade and like during the intermission and mind you, I'm like the most, I, I was trying to be normal. Like I really tried to be my best normal self and I don't even know what that is and this kid like during the intermission hey Jasmine I'm like oh fuck like where does he know me from was this kid like jacking off in his mom's basement when he was like seven freaking years old or was he possibly um you know watching wrestling he worked security at one of the uh the venues that I went to years ago like wrestling so it was it was pretty uh it was interesting to say the least which I kind of like. Do you think that you're getting uh do you think that you're getting a lot more roles now that you've been just staying in this because sometimes there's a huge issue with wrestlers transitioning over because we tend to overact when we're on when we're in a ring or doing promos you know for sure for sure that's definitely a, a, a stereotype that wrestlers have when acting um yeah i don't really bring up the wrestling stuff i don't really put it on my acting resume or anything like that um so if i'm if i'm trying to get a, st a stunt job or if i'm trying to get it then i'll include it but um you know usually if you're doing a stunt thing you don't they're not worried about your acting um 
So yeah, uh, no, I, like a lot of auditions I get, um, you know, I don't really mention the wrestling thing because I, I have enough credits now where I don't really need, um, you know, the wrestling. I mean, because of the negative, you know, the negative look on it. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you you're absolutely right. I remember, um, I remember when when Edge left WWE and he was doing some acting stuff and he mentioned that too that like he was so used to overacting that like the act his acting coaches had to tell him like you know you got you got to calm down um i remember reading an interview or hearing him do an interview where he said that and that's definitely the case because you know and it's not really our fault because we're 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 doing a live show in front of a live audience and we have to make sure the people in the back see our emotions so we're te- you know it's we're not so you know with a camera that's just concentrated on you and your face you don't have to act with your body if the camera's tight on your face but we're used to like this that you know like so you know it's 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 definitely different it's it's a different art yeah it really is and i know quite a few wrestlers tried to venture out doing that some have done really well with it i remember rena miro actually did something or a few things or whatever at some point do you do any of the conventions when you do your films like to promote anything no no um i haven't been into meant too much stuff a lot of stuff i'm in is more like um you know smaller like student stuff or like um you know i've done it like i've done a few tv shows here and there um but like as far as like film roles and stuff a lot of it's smaller i'm still uh you know just auditioning for bigger stuff you'll get there i mean i promise i know you will you have the right look and you have the right attitude and like all this crap. I have to tell everyone and everyone who does know me, this fucking like cancel culture shit, like seriously, people, it's just, you know, I was actually me too before, if this makes anyone feel any better. And if anyone wants to really get a good laugh at my expense, yes, I was me too actually three times. And the last time I was told that I am a walking Me Too movement. And I have no fucking clue what that meant. But the truth is, yeah, I mean, I might get flirty here or there with people. It doesn't mean anything. And then you turn around and next thing you know, oh, well, she blah, blah, blah. It's like, please. I was just doing charity work for fuck's sake. But right now we have this whole mega MAGA thing at XPW. And I just don't think a lot of fans ever understand the difference between a show and like the actual reality of something which is, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And it's the mentality of some of the people that watch these things, unfortunately. Um, do you ever see yourself, and I'm sure everyone always asks you, do you think you'll get back into wrestling at some later time? I know that you tried before, but do you think you'd ever do it like in a much later time in like five, six years, or if the right opportunity ever presents itself again? Um, I've had a few people reach out and ask me about if I, you know, if I'd be interested in doing a show. I just don't, I don't know if it's the right time um, still. You know, I tried to, you know, after everything that happened with me, I joined um, a program, um, SLAA, uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And one of the steps is making amends um, with people and with the people you can't, you know, I can't call or I can't text because, you know, obviously there's some friction there. Um, They... Uh, you know, they, they suggest making a living amends. And since I know wrestling, I tried to um, do like a charity show. I was like, okay, like, you know, I know wrestlers, you know, and I was actually like a lot of the wrestlers, because I, I booked everyone myself. So I I called and I was like, hey, look, I know what it looks like. And I know this and that, but like, I'm, I want to run this charity show. And I was actually surprised at the amount of wrestlers that wanted to work it um, um, and was willing to work with me because I had this like negative idea of myself after everything that happened. Um and you know, and I and I booked this full and complete show, and then, you know, when it when it when I went to advertise it, you know, the the backlash was so so big, and like, um, 
you know, the people started calling the venue and like, then they started like calling out some of the wrestlers and like the established acts, they're not bothered by it, but like some of the younger guys or actually one particular younger guy was like, Oh, I didn't know he was involved with it. And then like that launched like this big conspiracy theory where nobody knew I was involved in it, but I was really just trying to run the show. And then there was like these conspiracy theories about the, the, um, the, the charity not being legit, but it's, it's a very legit charity done by, um, you know, a Christian woman who's, who's very big on, um, giving back and, um, you know, so very legit charity, very good charity lost out because, you know, we had to cancel the show because there was so much backlash. And that's when I kind of realized that, um, you know, there's, it, it just, there's just, there's a time and a place for everything and, and it's just not time. And, and I feel, I still feel like it's not time that kind of woke me up to, um, to that idea or that, you know, the, the, you know, the timing of everything and just, just being off. And, 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 and granted I was, it was a bit soon after everything happened that I tried to do that too. I had a lot of learning. I mean, I've done a lot of processing since then, a lot of learning, a lot of educating myself through therapy, through the uh, SLA program, um, through going back to church, you know, just, I've, I've really, and, you know, and, and educating myself on, you know, the, the movements that are out there and, and, and the, you know, and trying to understand, you know, I had a lot of um, female um, wrestlers that, you know, know, even the ones that barely knew me that have been in the industry a long time, like well-established, you know, Hall of Famers reach out to me and be like, look, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, in wrestling, there's no governing bodies to overlook this. And, you know, and it, a lot of times, because there's no, you know, because of that, there's women have been subjected to this, a lot of behaviors that they, you know, you wouldn't in a normal working environment. And, you know, I really was like, you know, really kind of taken aback and I really had to process it because I never, I never acted outside of the boundaries that were communicated to me, you know, no, I'm like, sure a hundred percent. Yeah. I get uh, it. I totally, yeah. I commend you for that, by the way, for everything. And I heard about the story and it's just one little daddy's boy who basically became very, I think that, that was a very selfish act on everyone else's behalf that, you know, decided to go ahead and speak against someone that's trying to do something good. I used to go to Al-Anon meetings, not that I was in the other side of it, I was in the reciprocating part of it. And it's a really tough thing. You know, uh, I heard this one thing about SLAA, and I'm not trying to make a joke, I'm just serious. Is it true that people go there to like actually meet other people sometimes and like, there is there is that definitely there's there's something called 13, 13th stepping which is trying to um you know people trying to to meet newcomers and influence and you know it's 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 like anything else right like you're going to get some, some bad apples in there as well but i found i found it to be you know what is what's really like more than anything else in that program is i've learned to have like like close and intimate and like relationships with other men where i can be honest with them and talk to them and and I, I realized that my, my, you know, my relationships with men before that were like superficial and they were just always like, you know, like, you know, dick measuring contests, so to speak, like who can outdo the other one. And, um, you know, I've learned to have like, now I have like actual friends, you know, I, I, I think I learned the most by listening to women share because, the, you know, then I, then I kind of see their, their side of things. And like, sometimes, you know, they, they don't always have the power to or the ability to say no or they don't know how to they've never been taught to say, how to say no in sexual situations and and you know i've learned a lot by just listening to women shares but as far as my own growth it's like having ma male friends and influences in my life now that are close and and i can i can be you know 
I can be genuine and, and transparent with. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard that from anyone before. It's been to um, meetings like that. And I have friends that are like in every single type of 12-step program you can imagine out there. That's cool. You should actually be like, that's not a life coach. What is it? Did you ever think of doing, like, just with your name and your brand at all, just ever doing some kind of a podcast, like reaching out to people that are also within these types of like boundaries who wish to speak about it? Because it's a, it's a very touchy topic and I'm very, I, I was going to stay away from it, but you brought it up. So it's a super touchy topic. Yeah, you know, and, and I've, I, you know, and I've been, you know, like I, I told you before we even went on that I'm, a, I'm an open book and like, you know, I, I've, I've experienced these things and I, I don't, you know, a podcast might be a good idea to do down the line because there are so many things I've learned, you know, like, uh, you know, for instance, like, it's not, you know, like, even though, you know, I never made any threats myself, I never, you know, there's these, all these rumors out that like, I was black, like my wrestling stuff is completely separate from my personal life. Um, you know, and at first I was like, when I, you know, read these accusations, I was like, well, you know, the story might be based on truth because we, we had sex or whatever, but the story has been reframed, right? They've, they've omitted a lot of their own involvement in the story. And that's why, cause I, you know, I still have like text messages and I was like, look, I have all this, that's why I went for the lawsuits. Cause I was like, look, I have all this evidence that shows that this person has reframed the story, but, but like just taking a step back away from that and like kind of putting myself in someone else's shoes and, and just figuring out that like, you know, that even though I don't make, even though I didn't make a threat, maybe because of my status in wrestling, it was implied, like maybe, you know, um, it, it, it because I have friends that, you know, I, I never had, I never myself had a um, major role in any major company, right? I was never a WWE guy. I was never an AEW guy. Like I never had power in any major company. Um, so I never thought I could affect someone's career, but maybe because of my friends are, were, you know, uh, you know, higher up in these other companies, they thought, well, if I, if I say no to him, maybe he'll, 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 but you know, I, that's not that that's, it's a, that's something that they implied themselves. That's something that I yeah. never did. Um, so it's just like, I try to try to make sense of it. That's not beyond the grasp of possibility that, that they may have come to that conclusion. Some people might hate me for saying this, but a lot of people know where I stand with these situations not because of, you know, me being me too specifically, uh, but just in general, and this is just me once again, this is just me being Jasmine. I feel as though there's this whole thing, two things. Number one, buyer's remorse. Okay, let me get, let me go into that for a second. So there's buyer's remorse. So a few years ago, my friends from Poland in a heavy metal band were touring and these two girls went onto the bus. I specifically, you know, when I heard the second, it's a couple of drunk girls on a bus, a tour bus. I'm like, this isn't going to be good. They were driving home drunk. They got pulled over and told the cops they were raped by a bunch of Polish guys who were in a heavy metal band. The tour got canceled. They couldn't tour like the rest of this year in USA. And the second story, I'm like, something does not um, add up here. It turns out that both of these girls had boyfriends. And they didn't want their boyfriends to know that they were cheating on them. So they made up this whole rape thing. And sometimes some girls are so ashamed of being sexually open or sluts or whatever that, yeah, so what? I've hit on guys before. I don't fucking care. I mean, seriously, I hit on the my pillow guy before too. I've sent him tit photos. He might get a restraining order from me. Who gives a fuck? Okay. So 
if a pillow sales guy gets um, a restraining order against me, that'll be an awesome day. But all I'm saying is that people have other narratives. Okay, the example of like Ron Jeremy, and I've hung out with him many times at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. I'm not defending a rapist, but sometimes it's the um, Dos Muchachos syndrome. Dos Muchachos was a Netflix documentary, and the main witness was watching all of the other witnesses and what they were saying and constructed her own thing that she had already seen that was out there and reframed it. So that's why I never take these things too seriously when it comes out of a woman's mouth. Like 90% of the time, I don't know. I know listeners are going to be like, what the fuck? But no, seriously, if you think about it, because you don't know what's going on, but at the same time, there's always stuff that comes up much later on, I guess. Um, so, yeah. No matter what, I'm like, I don't know, but like, no matter what, I'm 100% behind you. And I think what that daddy's boy with the really shitty hair did was fucked up. So, you know, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, and, and I, I, I know, you know, I would never downplay a victim and I know you're not either. You just, you know, you're, it's, it's more about the mob mentality that comes after it. But, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where um i don't know where a lot of these stories came from or where they they originated from um obviously there was quite a few of them um but like there was no like none of it's ever been substantiated there's never been any i've never been a uh, there's never been any police involvement there's never been um you know i've never been questioned by i'm questioned by the police i've never been a person of interest in any crime like my background check my is clean i have a clean record um you know and i'm not saying that like victims don't never go to the police or whatever but i'm 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 just saying that like i feel like in my circumstances it would have been better for me had somebody gone to the police because then i could have provided this evidence and say look like i i don't know where this is coming from because i you know this as far as i know you know like i, I think one of them i think one of the the women um uh, you know, said something about like barely knowing me, but like I have text message conversations like that are deep and, and long and like many of them. And I was like, clearly we were getting to know each other. And uh, so I, I don't know where all of a sudden this, this came from, but I can't, I can't, I can't be worried about that. I can only really be worried about myself. Right. And like figuring out why, you know, 16 women said something um, about me and, and my advances and, you know, it, and it's tough, right. To be in this position because you know, 16 women or whatever said something about me, but, you know, only two of them used the word assault. Um, and I know two is infinitely more than zero. Uh, but at the same time, the internet runs with that and they say now 16 women have accused me of assault. Well, most of those women said that I was flirting with them and it made them uncomfortable. Um, it wasn't like, you know, I never physically touched them, but like the way the mob mentality works now is that now I've assaulted 16 women, um, you know, and, and, and it's not, you know, and it's, there's nothing I can do about that because the conspiracy theories kind of run wild when, when things get, the ball gets rolling like that. And it's that mob mentality that does that, you know, it, it's been very difficult on me. You know, I've lost a lot of close personal friends um, that, you know, because of this uh, people that didn't even reach out to hear my side of the story um, that I thought would have. Uh, and it's just, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been easy and I'm not trying to be a victim myself here, but I'm just, you know, it's like I had to go through like almost a grieving process before I could get to the point where, you know, I wanted to educate myself on it. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you could never really underestimate the power of stupid people in large numbers, number one. No, and that's me saying it, not you. It's me saying this. And this is just coming from someone who's been around male friends who've had issues like this. And uh, I mean, if you saw my my DM box look like from certain people, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I can go out there and definitely go ahead and chip whatever crap it is. But rules like that don't apply to women like me. So a lot of, um, you know, throughout my life, I think I basically just dealt with a lot of shit, but I don't, it doesn't affect me. You know, come on there. I was telling you some very inappropriate things myself this morning. I'm surprised you haven't gone to anyone. I was telling him to have his perfect porn stash on to not wear any underwear. And if he does wear underwear to have some speedos on, that is exactly what I requested. So whether he did or did not, it's like a whole other thing. But yeah, just in case you, in case you want to, if, if it helps you, you have full authority to meet two of you. However, if you want to, it's totally fine. If it um, makes you feel good, I will, you're blushing. But yes, if you want to, I will totally accept like responsibility for it. <laughs> um, I honestly, like, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. It's, okay. It's, it's been so tough, Um, you know, but it's been a learning process, you know, and uh, I'm, actively working towards being the best version of me I can. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the progress I've made, you know, and, you know, I have a whole, like I said, I have a whole new, um, friend, a bunch of friends that, you know, yeah. that don't care about the wrestling stuff that, you know, that, uh, um, you know, see me for who I am. Um, and you know, that means a lot to me and that's really helped me as far as like not going insane, you know, um, you know, and I, it's like, it's, you know, I still have to deal with this. Uh, like my, so my therapist, my therapist recommended I, that I get a job um, because of, she, she said, I have too much time, too, too many thoughts in my head for how much free time I have. So she recommended <laughs> me rejoining a working community. Um, and, you know, I haven't had a job since like 2008, right? I've been wrestling full time since. So I just, I, I didn't know where to even apply. So I just started applying it like, places I like to go concert venues, baseball stadiums, amusement parks, and um, Disneyland called me, you know, they did their background check, which is completely clean. And they hired me. Um, and I was being, I was a, um, a skipper on the jungle cruise. And oh uh, my God. That's yeah. So cool. and it, was, it was really, it was really fun for a while too. And I was reading, you know, I had work friends and, and everything. And then, you know, obviously that's a very public job and somebody saw me work in there, snapped a picture, put it on Twitter, Twitter blew it up. Uh, and, uh, and somebody from the LA times decided to cover the story and reached out to Disney for comment. So, I mean, that's just, you know, I, it, it's just something I have to, to, to deal with on a, you know, on an everyday basis still. So that's why, that's one of the reasons why I feel like maybe it's, it's too soon for me to do a podcast or try to you know, do another wrestling thing or something, you know, because like, there's obviously some, still some, some hurt feelings out there and some, um, some backlash that comes with it. That's so stupid. I mean, I saw that whole documentary on Netflix about Hulk Hogan versus Gawker. And I have to say, yeah, there should be. Um, I get the whole free speech thing. But at the same point, what about this whole thing where there's some kind of accountability that affects someone's life? Regardless, you had a video of a man having sex with someone who didn't sign anything. And you have someone putting a news, they always, the media always sensationalizes things. I knew this since I was 10 years old. So I'm sorry that it's terrible that happened to you. I'm really sorry. Did you go anywhere else after to work? And if you did, actually, don't even tell us. Just don't. 
because uh, it's now on I, your I, business. I did. Huh. I did get another job at a movie. <laughs> I did get another job at a different amusement park uh, for a little while. I didn't really care for that as much, so I I, I quit that one myself. But um, yeah, no, it, it was. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, but it does it does no good for me to like sit here and get bitter about that, right? No. It's, just, it's just part of what it is now, and you know, it's all a learning process. They'll find someone else to pick on in another year, a few more months. Don't worry. I, I promise that. And, you know, I, I wanted to work at Disney. I wanted to work in the parade, but I don't like small kids. So that probably wouldn't work out very well. Could you see me like, get the fuck away. Don't talk to me. Hell, you should, uh, you should get a job as a, um, as like a Cruella de Vil or something. Cause like, oh, like yes. then you could be mean <laughs> to kids, right? You, you sign their autograph book or whatever, but you can be like, ah, get away from me, you know, like, that's kind of fun, you know, like, things like that, you know, where it's like, it's a bit of acting, even if it's a job, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you get to you get to play these characters. And like, just like, I think that's really why I like being the skipper on the Jungle Cruise is that it was there's a bit of acting, you know, that goes involved with it, you know, you're doing I'm doing I'm giving the tour and I'm making up joke, you know, like they give you a yeah. script, but so it's, it's okay to go off script as long as you're keeping it PG. Um, you know, which, which I was, and I was making up my own jokes and getting my own laughs. And it was really, felt really rewarding. Um, you know, it helped my creative juices flow, which I had, you know, obviously it's been stagnant since I, I stopped wrestling. Um, but, uh, yeah, but again, it doesn't, does no good for me to get upset with that because, you know, I, I've, I've very, I've very much learned the, uh, to, to, to come to terms with the term. It is what it is, you know, uh, it is what oh, it sure. is. You know, I think so, two of my exes worked at Disney, uh, Tweedly D and Tweedly Dumb, but I didn't like go up to them or anything. Um, so yeah, don't. Just, it's not even to me. I don't cancel people. Um, and secondly, I kind of knew about all this stuff because someone I won't tell you who, but you you probably put two and two together by the time we're done with this. Um, someone told me about you, but it was all positive stuff, and that specific person said, "Oh, you should reach out to him and talk to him." All right, fine. So. Uh, then I was looking up everything. Oh, I remember this. But the first thing I said to myself, and this is not coming from his mouth. Once again, it's my mouth. It's coming from the second I, I saw something about that. Oh, here we go again. This shit. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This one. Oh, that happened. Oh, that happened too. Wow. Oh, yeah. Again. And it just, it's selfish. People who do this don't realize it is selfish. And it's not you. It's selfish. And when people go around thinking that they're a victim, they get the victim mentality and that's all you'll be seeing as all your life and you will never grow into anything beyond that. And that's for the people who got there doing this type of thing. Uh, with your acting, do you intend on like what's going on with that? Because I see your Instagram. It's very active. It's popping. You have more followers than my stuffed toy cat. Well, I mean, he's hot. I, I have to I have to give uh, your stuffed toy cat a follow then. Um, you know, me again, having you know, if having to do a background check, you know, and coming in, in, in those, in those coming up clean have opened a lot of doors for me. Um, you know, I'm obviously I'm not, uh, acting in any major motion pictures right now, but I'm, I'm auditioning. Um, I have an agent, um, and you know, that a lot of the stuff that is on social media is very stuck on social media. Um, so, uh, yeah, it could, it could come to pass like the Disneyland thing. Um, the Disneyland thing really only took because that LA times writer, um, picked it up, but you know, I'm, I'm trying not to let it, I guess my long winded way of saying, um, is that I'm trying not let like that stuff get to me and just deal with it as it comes because it really 
so far I haven't seen it in any of the acting stuff I've done. Nobody's, nobody's brought it up. Nobody's mentioned it. Um, so I have to, I have to believe a lot of that stuff stays on social media. Yeah, they don't really care. And secondly, whoever the twat faces that did the LA Times thing, I hope someone smashes your knuckles and you can't write anymore because that's the type of person that will go wrong looking for story from other people and eventually something really bad will happen. Um, but yes, people look over, people overlook this stuff. When I first came back and started acting here again, people would recognize me at auditions, but I stuck it out. I took out my implants. Um, I took classes and I had to take another set of dialect classes because I just moved back from Europe. Um, and my whole, everything I was doing was back in my, my original voice. So it's, it was really tough, but look, I fucked 300 guys one day and you know, so what, who cares? But you know, people kind of look back on that. I think it's cool. Like now I think it's cool. So I, I crafted this one woman show about that. So sometimes yeah. the craziest shit you've done in your life or the most normal things, um, you know, somehow not monetize. What's the word? Sometimes it's something you could look back on and make a joke out of. And I'm not talking about anyone suffering, but your own. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I paid the price on that big time, but I don't care. And people don't care about those things in Hollywood. I actually worked on a kid's show once before. So... <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned the one woman show. I I, I wrote a one man show. Uh, there you go. And I and I've been performing it in smaller venues uh, here and there, and it very because it very much deals with the stuff that you know the wrestling stuff and uh, um, you know, and even when that like when one of the shows somebody found like on Google or something, somebody found one of the performances I was doing, um, you know, and they got it like they a big uproar and they got it the the venue to cancel it, um. It, it's uh you know that's it's 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 funny how not funny but it's it's that totally plays into what my show is about really um and uh but yeah i've been getting really good reviews um from the from the performances i have done of it um good. and yeah and it's and it's it's ther it's therapeutic you know it's it's very um you know, it, it, it helps process things. Right. And it, and it, and I talk about my journey and I talk about what I've learned and I talk about how, what my mentality was before, you know, how I got, you know, accused of these things that like, I, I you know, like I didn't, I know I didn't do and, and how I went from, you know, denial to aggression, to processing, to, you know, acceptance, to learning about it. And now trying to educate myself more on it and trying to just, become, like I said, a better version of myself. And that's kind of what that play is about. And it's, and it's, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm still performing it. Maybe, maybe one day you'll get to see it. No, um, well, I was about to say, I have to come to the show. I mean, I, I got yeah, inspired after I saw Mike Tyson's show. So I have to come. Yeah. To yeah. It's, it, it's weird. Like after, when everything was happening, I took a script writing class and then somebody suggested that I write a one person show. And so I, then I started taking a, uh, a class on that and, uh, um, and actually, that's probably where I process the most. Yeah, it's it's a really good thing to do. I mean, maybe once we're done here, maybe I can help you get it in New York or Chicago. Yeah. I had a really good show in New York City, and I'm going back again in March. I have to work on some LA dates because I did the shows at Second City. Yeah. And unfortunately, someone I know um, who's at some of these clubs around town, it's been said that he... Um, 
he was saying some things. It's not even anyone big. It's just some confused boy uh, with a small penis. So, you know, we'll see what that's about. But I definitely would come to your show. And that's the whole thing. I'd never been to a therapist. Um, I think I fired every therapist I've been to. And the last one didn't want me to come back because I was hitting on him. He's cute. He was age appropriate. He was... I mean, not really. A he's not really Jasmine age appropriate. He's just age appropriate to other people. So fine. He was too old for me. But I was hitting on him and he didn't think it was appropriate. I thought it was fine. And that was like, okay, so now I lose my therapist. But it's okay because I have the story. Like I have, I have a book written, but then taken 600 pages into 24. Um, that was with Second City, Tim Paul was the person who directed my play and he helped me rewrite everything. And it's a great thing to do. I think I think it'll do really well. And I think um, in due time, it'll sell out and no one's going to try to cancel it because you can't cancel people today. It's a little bit harder than people think it is with everything going the way it is and things coming out about people. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure if I knew who these victims were, if I ran a background check on them, I'm sure I'd find something, but just saying. But, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to shame a victim once again, but it's just nature of the beast somehow. Yeah. yeah. Do you drink at all? Uh, on occasion. I'm, I'm a bit of a lightweight, to be honest. Where I, are you I should... from originally? I'm from Los Angeles. You're from born here? You look like a Midwestern Angeles. farmer's boy. Oh, no. Born and raised Los Angeles. Where? My parents still live. Pasadena. My parents still live out here. Um, I've lived here. I've, well, I've lived in various places in Southern California. I lived, uh, I live in West Hollywood. Now I lived in North Hollywood before. Um, uh, yeah. And I lived in Anaheim for a little while. I lived in, I lived, even lived in Riverside for a little bit. So just in and all around Southern California, um, um, I've been, but I, I think, I think right now in West Hollywood, I think that's my favorite spot. You get hit on all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I don't, but uh, what I like about it is it's a very busy city and uh, I live on a busy street. And but once I got used to the traffic, like I really like being able to walk everywhere. Like I can walk to the gym. I can walk to the grocery store, to Target, to bars, to restaurants. There's really like I don't get in my car unless I leave the city. So I really, really enjoy that aspect of West Hollywood. That's great. So you do get hit on a lot, I'm sure. And then uh, let's see. So actually, that that's it. You got the new job. Just go, just go to any of the bars around there, like the Rage or Mickey's or something like that. I'm sure they'd hire you like that real fast. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been I've been told that as well. Like <laughs> if I wanted to be like a bartender or bouncer or something, I could do that. Um so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I'm not I'm not in any desperate need for money just yet. Um I still I don't think people realize just how much money I made in wrestling with with my shtick. Um and so I still have a, a, quite a bit of savings left. I'm not, I'm not desperate for a job yet. Like I, but you know, the time will come and I'll definitely need a job. So maybe those, those are things to keep in mind. Well, hang on a second. So you're single and you have that money, right? Yeah. Are you allergic to anything? Uh, I'm allergic to walnuts. So if you had some I, walnuts or if someone slipped you walnuts in a pie, would you die or anything like that? No, I would break out. My, I would get no, like high. Never mind then. Okay. Never mind. okay. <laughs> are, you to, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> hey, it's food for thought. Come on. But that's good. You have this free time. And, you know, even if you're not working for someone, someone else, you could work for yourself and just do your yes. own thing. And I can't wait to see your show. Um, 
you know, and yes, I, I will be there. I will make sure that people go to the show to actually see you. And I admire your courage because if there are a lot of people that are just cower and just like crash. And a really good friend of mine who's an actor had something really similar to, the, well, really bad happening to him uh, the night of an award show. Then <clears throat> one of the girls was his ex-girlfriend who accused him of all this stuff. It was just a big mess. And in the end, when he paid, he just paid them to get the hell away. It was it wasn't because he was wrong. So sometimes you know that's that's what it is. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a fan of anyone spending their hard-earned money to just pay someone to go away. Um. Yeah. Is there anything you've ever like not done yet that you'd want to do? Um. You know, skydiving, dangling off a plane. Never. I've never done skydiving. That might be interesting. Um. Uh. I. You know, I like to travel a lot. Um. You know. I got kind of got used to it with, with wrestling. Um, and there are a few places I have never, I haven't been yet that I would like to go, um, you know, travel, maybe even live in another country. Although I've lived in Los Angeles my entire life. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd see that ever really changing. Um, and uh, yeah, probably just travel some, some more places. Um, I went to Greece last year, late last year for, for 10 days and it was beautiful. Um but I haven't done much traveling, really traveled at all this year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel like I've never been to Spain. I would love to do that. I've never been to Italy. I would like to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, probably travel, I would guess, I would say. Well, here's a weird, here's a, another piece of advice, not that you even asked me for it, but there's so many shows, amazing TV shows that are filmed over there. That's true. So I'll just give you this, you know, this is a heads up. If you learned a language, which is very simple to do, and you went there, I can guarantee you, you would get work. A hundred percent. You have, you're good looking, you're very good looking and you have the perfect look and you're talented. So I'm pretty sure they hired Alec Baldwin in Italy. So I'm a hundred percent sure they'll hire you as well. Well, uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. That, that would be fun. That would be fun to do some acting overseas. Yeah, I think they put out a lot of good productions. What did you do during the pandemic? Did you watch anything specifically? Did you even binge watch things at that point? Like, what were you doing? I was I, I was binge watching TV. Um, I you know there's there's a lot of TV shows I never watched before that I started watching and I'm I got really into uh, the New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. I I never watched an episode of that and I really got into that one. Um, I really got into How I Met Your Mother. I had never watched an episode of that, and and I started watching that. Uh, and then I rewatched my favorite TV show of all time, which is Monk uh, with Tony Shalhoub. Uh, and I rewatched that entire series. So I was doing a lot of binge watching. I was doing a lot of you know it was, it was you know I, I I'm in I'm in West Hollywood and it's and I do so I'm doing a lot of walking just to get out you know at night and in the evening time and it's it was so surreal to like Sunset Boulevard just being completely a ghost town. Cause that's so unusual, you know, and like I could walk up and down sunset Boulevard and see one car the entire time I was walking up and down um, during the pandemic. And so that's, it was kind of a, it felt like almost like a, a zombie apocalypse, you know, where it's like, everything's gone. Um, but I guess a lot of people felt that way during the pandemic. I was just trying to, to not go insane. Yeah. I like, I think if I wasn't immature, I would have gone completely insane. I was going, I live by the beach. So I was out every single day walking, I could smell the air. Uh, I'd ride my motorcycle. I could speed. I could do anything I want. There were no, there's no one outside. 
But the funniest thing is just walking and then someone has a mask, right, under their chin. Then they walk right past you and put it up and start screaming. So, yeah, that's that was really my highlight of COVID. Um, then I went on a couple of dates that I met online. Oh, my God. This guy took his... What is with these 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 people? He he looked fine online. Everything was perfect. Then I'm very very shallow. Then this idiot shows up. <laughs> he took his bandana off his face. His nose was from here to Waikiki Beach. The guy was. He said he was six two. You're more like five fucking six. Then he told me he had kids. I don't date men with young kids, asshole. It says that in the fucking profile, go swipe left. That's another thing I did for the first time is uh, my, uh, you know, I haven't dated much since um, since my divorce. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, went, I went through a bit of depression after my divorce and I uh, got on antidepressants and all that stuff. It was, it was a hard time for me. Um, so I haven't really dated much since. And, uh, um, you know, and then I went through my, my bout of, you know, sex crazed, whatever. Um, like, uh, my, my therapist would say, you have to grieve the loss of your marriage. And I was like, do I really? Because I can just go out and, you know, have a bunch of sex and forget it. But that didn't work. Right. Cause eventually, eventually it comes, you just delay it. So the grieving came and then my, my therapist again said, well, you should start dating. And I said, well, I don't, you know, like, I don't, who am I going to meet? And she's like, well, why don't you join a dating app? So I joined a dating app for the first time. Um, and that's been interesting. I, I've been gone on a few dates from the dating app. Um, and that's, it's the first time in my life. Like, because I was, I met my, I met my ex-wife in 2013 and we got divorced in 2019. So like I missed the boom of dating app. Um, so I, so the first time I ever joined one was earlier this year. Um, and that's been, it's been kind of fun actually been meeting people. And even if I just, you know, chat with them, even if we don't ever get together, it's just kind of fun meeting people that way. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't have the patience to do this and they eventually kicked me off because I put on the, um, on my, <laughs> I put on my, on my profile. If you ride one of those stupid scooters or you have a man bun, please swipe left because I already have a vagina. So I got thrown off a, uh, what was that one? Bumble. Tinder, I can't deal with. It's just like all this, I, I, I'm just, I'm a very busy person. I, I, people have to meet me because the only way I'll ever meet anyone is if it's through someone because you have to get the whole, <laughs> the whole Jasmine <laughs> effect and understand yeah. I am not fucking crazy. I'm psychotic, but it's yeah. a good cycle. Like I'm not going to like cut your dick off or anything like that. Um, Unless you're like super hot and I don't want you to like do anything and whatever. So, but I definitely think that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a whole other game. I think, you know, thing, I just prefer things to just happen organically. But if this makes you feel any better, Charles Manson met someone. Yeah. You know, true. and I'd be really scared. I'm not trying to make you scared, but like in your case, especially, I just be like reluctant because then you kind of have to tell people stuff at some point. You don't know if they'll use it against you. Like, I don't know. It just... This is why I always prefer just to meet someone through someone else. Um, maybe meet someone who's like coming out of jail or something who's been like so impelling you. Hey, they'll be tough. They'll be strong. They'll be independent. But then they may not want you, though. But that's interesting. That's uh, the, the, the I, I've not I've, I've not done Tinder and Tinder. People tell me I need the Tinder experience. Uh, the dating you app don't. I'm on is Raya. Um, Raya. Raya. Um, yeah. 
Yes. Which which is which has been interesting. But honestly, like when I tell people like, hey, look, this happened to me, you know, a few years ago, I was accused of this stuff. Most people's first question is like, well, were, were you arrested? Were you were you charged with anything? And no. And I mean, there's never even been any evidence against me. So like, uh, I, I don't, you know, like, so most people are like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal then? Um, you know, they don't, like I said, a lot of it is wrestling concentrated, social media concentrated. Um, a lot of real world people don't, don't let it phase them. So, you know, and I am, like I said, I'm an open book. Like, I, I, before I do anything physical with anybody, I say, look, you, you should know this about me. Um, and most, most people don't care. Yeah, 90% of the time they don't. That's interesting because that's an app. I think you have to basically be approved for it. And it's usually people that are in the entertainment business as well. Um, I had a profile on them and then I ran into someone on there that I didn't want to see. So I just kind of, you know, took off the, I don't have the app anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So apps are definitely not for me, but congratulations. I hope that you meet someone um, interesting, funny, and like whatever you want. I really hope you meet it there and you will get, you know, as much success as you want. But before we hang up, what I do need from you are all your socials and any messages you have uh yeah um my i don't I, I have a twitter i don't usually i don't really use it much lately um it's at joey ryan online um and then at uh uh and on instagram i'm at joey ryan um that's it i don't i don't have a public facebook um and yeah i don't have a tiktok either i've never been on that um and uh yeah i don't know what i mean if people are out there listening, hopefully, you know, they, they're willing to, you know, either forgive what they've heard and, and understand that I do want to make amends, I genuinely want to make amends. Um, or, you know, if people are still riled up, you know, I hope that, you know, one day they'll realize that, um, you know, people aren't really transformed by shame, you know, that shame doesn't really stick. Um, you know, it has to, someone has to want to change from within. And that's, and it took me, you know, whatever, three years now, three years removed, two and a half years removed from that incident for me to, you know, realize that like, you know, the change has to come within. You can't shame someone into changing. Nothing's wrong with you. And secondly, um, if anyone ever wants to challenge any of this or the wrestlers, you know, that no other wrestler carries on in whatever way he was allegedly carrying on, Ask me for my DMs one day. Ask me for my fucking DM box and Instagram and my Twitter as well. And I'm sure I could put everything you've had allegedly said against you or whatever you did like child's play. But I never took any of these guys up in any of their offers yet. But anyway, so <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And folks, Thanks. don't forget, don't judge. Just always look at everything out there. And, you know, Sometimes these things have to be taken a little bit more seriously from the other person's side, as in look into what they're saying and was anyone ever charged? Because this is a very serious thing. It could happen to you, could happen to your best friend or your son. With that said, thanks for joining us this week on Crazy Train uh -huh. Podcast. I'll see have you guys a, next week. <laughs> have a good show at XPW. You got one coming up, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait next weekend. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the ride on Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair podcast. So if you are, 
do me a huge, huge favor. Woo! Please go ahead. Go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, but Apple's great. Give me a nice rating and review. Send me a screenshot and I promise you, I will send you a special goodie bag. So please rate and review Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair podcast. And in exchange for that, once I see the DM with the review and your name and address, I will get those gift bags out to you. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. 